the book of Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. And I want to minister briefly on something that God has been dealing with me on. Uh, uh, God's been ministering to me on. You know, Pastor, we've been uh, going every Sunday morning as leaders of the church. We go to the church and, and pastors there and uh, uh, pouring out into our lives and, and talking to us about a lot of different things. And the uh, pastor was talking about, uh, one of the things the pastor was talking about uh, pertaining to leadership was about attitude. And how many know when it comes to attitude, attitude is important? How many know that all your life, maybe all your life growing up, they've always told you attitude is important? Or you've heard, you know, attitude determines your attitude. How many have ever heard that before growing up? And, and a lot of times we thought that was a lie. We thought that was some myth, right? We thought that was fiction. But come to find out, a lot of us that had bad attitudes and decided to have bad attitudes come to find out that's true, right? That's true. Amen. And, and, and because we had bad attitudes, we didn't get too far alive. No, we got kicked out of the home, out of the home, our, our, our homes. We got, we lost that job. Come on, somebody got fired. All because of attitude. And when it comes to attitude, I believe that there's a certain type of attitude that is needed in order for us to fulfill God's vision. Amen. And how many know there's a vision here? There's a vision in the house. Amen. That's why the church is going, uh, the church is. It's closed on that side, and we're on this side because yesterday and the day before that, and you know, the men got were here and just pouring out their lives and giving them their salve and had an attitude to work. Come on, somebody, an attitude to give them salves and an attitude to serve. And, and, and the church is, is, you know, a lot of things are taking place, but there's a certain type of attitude that is needed. Amen. And if you have a Bible, start me to Philippians chapter 2, you got Philippians chapter 2, and I'm going to read from New King, New King James, and it says, uh, 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 verse 1 says, Therefore, is there any consolation in Christ? If there's any comfort of love, any fellowship of the Spirit, any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy, he says, by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, being of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in loneliness of mind, let each esteem each other better than Himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. Everyone must do with me. Verse 5. It says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant, and coming in the likeness of men. Verse 8 says, And be found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, the death of the cross. Verse 9, therefore, God also highly exalted him and had given him the name which is above every name. And at that name of Jesus, that name Jesus, every knee shall bow on of those in heaven and those of the earth and those under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Amen. Let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you tonight, God. We thank you for your word. We thank you for it is powerful, Father. We thank you that it is it is sharp, Father. It, it gets down to the bone and the marrow to the issues of our lives, Father. We thank you today. We pray that you would speak to our lives, Father. Change us from the inside out, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. When we look at the book of Philippians, and I got it, I'm probably gonna get through this, but the book of Philippians, we find that Paul's writing to the church of Philippi here. Paul has a special relationship with the church of Philippi. He started the church of Philippi. He founded the church of Philippi. And, and, and so Paul now is writing from 
from prison. Paul is, is busted. And, and when you really look at the, the very core of Philippians, you'll find that Philippians is all about, you know, it's about rejoicing, the theme rejoicing or having joy. And, and it's funny that Paul's writing from, you know, from, from prison, right? He's writing from prison. And, 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 and how we know, you know, been busted is not a good feeling, it's not a good time, it's not an exciting time. Uh, nobody's like, hey, I'm in jail. Like, where were you? I was on vacation in jail. No, it's not a good time. And yet Paul is here writing to the church of Philippi and encouraging them, encouraging them, and giving them some things to help them. And, and really, if you really get into it, really what Paul is trying to do is really Paul feels that, that they should be at a, a different level, mature level. How many know that the church needs to, needs to grow up, amen? How many know that we have to grow up, we have to mature when it comes to serving God, right? Yes, when it comes to serving God, I believe that's, that's, that's crucial in fulfilling the vision that if we're going to fulfill the vision that God's given us, there's going to have to be maturity. Someone say maturity. Maturity. Look to your neighbor and say maturity. Come on, look to your other neighbor and say he's talking to you. Amen, he's talking to you. But we're going to have to mature. We're going to have to grow up. And so Paul's really wanting them to grow up, wanting them to mature. And he's telling them a few things here. And he's talking about being like-minded and all these different things attitude of Christ, and, and he's going over a, a lot of different things, and I'm going to add myself, a lot of different things, but Paul is trying to really get them to a place, listen, of fulfilling the vision, fulfilling what God has for their lives, what God has for all of our lives, amen, but trying to get them to that place, and so Paul is really talking about, when we look at chapter 2, Paul is talking about attitude, attitude, and how I many know our attitude is linked to our behavior, in other words, our behavior is linked to our attitude, our actions are linked to our attitude. Are you with me? Our, our attitude is linked to our convictions. In other words, you can tell you can tell where somebody's at simply by the attitude that they have. And I know so I, I know none of us have bad attitudes here. I know none of us we all have great attitudes and all of us wake up on the great the, the right side of the bed every morning and we just wanna serve and we just we just wanna we just wanna give it our all every day. Amen. I heard, I heard, I heard in the home, I forgot who said it, but they said, I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, and they said, we'll wake up on the other side then. <laughs> well, get up on the other side, go back, and then get up on the other side, amen. But Paul was, again, really trying to get them to understand, it's, it's about attitude, it's about attitude, amen. And so when it comes to, again, our behavior, when it comes to our convictions, amen, there's a certain attitude that we should have. There's a certain attitude that should be evident in our lives. How many agree with me and can say amen? There's a certain attitude, amen. There's a single way we should be, be should be, and, and uh, when it comes to, again, the vision, or when it comes to the reaching and the teaching and the mending and sending, when it comes to serving God, are you with me? When we look at Philippians, Paul, really what he's trying to do, what he's really trying to, the picture he's trying to uh, paint and the very message he's trying to convey is really that Jesus is our prime example of, of when it comes to attitude. How many know that's, that, that's true? Jesus is our prime example. And really, as we read, uh, he begins to go over a lot of things. I don't have for, for the sake of time, but I, I, I don't know this quickly. Bear with me. Amen. But he's going over a lot of things, a lot of different things pertaining to attitude and what type of attitude we need, or you with me, what type of attitude we need. And so he says here, there's a lot that he says, but he says there's a type of attitude we need. The first type of attitude we need 
And, and, and again, Jesus serves as our prime example. If you can, if you can go back with me in chapter two, he says again, "Let this mind be in you." In other words, so Paul is saying that it's going to take a certain mindset. It's going to take a certain way of thinking. I mean, what I'm talking about. When you begin to mature in the things of God, it takes, you know, you, you, your mind begins to mature, right? Your faith begins to, everything begins to mature. But Paul's child is it takes a certain mind. Someone say mind. mind. That means we're going to have to start thinking different. Are you with me? And how many, when it comes to Jesus, Jesus had a different mindset when it came to souls, when it came to fulfilling the vision, when it came to doing what God called to do, how many know that Jesus had a different mindset? And thank God that he had a different mindset. Come on. Thank God that he wasn't like us sometimes. Come on. Thank God that he had a he had a good attitude. Thank God that Jesus didn't wake up on the wrong side of the bed sometimes and say, well, you know what? I don't want to serve today. You know what? I don't want to do Royal Rangers today. You know what? I don't, I don't want to give today. You know what? I, 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 I don't want to help them today. You know what? I don't want to heal them today. Restore today. Fix their marriage today. I don't want to do none of that. Thank God Jesus wasn't like that. Come on, somebody. And he had an attitude that was giving. Come on. And was selfless and, and had a mind that was different than the average mind. I don't have the time, but it helped me out. Amen. But he had a different mindset. Amen. And we have to have a different mindset. Are you with me? We have to have a, a spiritual mind. Amen. That's why the Bible says to the believer, the, the, the cross is power, but to the unbeliever is foolishness. Because it's a mindset. Are you with me? To you and I, when we see the cross, it's power. Come on, it's power. Jesus did something great and something mighty. Are you with me? It's power. That's why when you tell your family, I'm showing up on Sunday. I'm going to be at church Monday. I'm going to be at church Tuesday. Come on, somebody. I'm going to be there Wednesday. If they need me, I'm there. If, I, if, I, if they need help, I'm there. It takes a different mindset. Come on, somebody. It takes thinking spiritually. Having a spiritual mind. A selfless, a selfless mindset. Are you with me? That was the mind that Jesus had. This is really what Paul is saying. But a different mind says, let this mind be you. Think the way Christ did. Amen. And it goes on to say, and, 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 and Pastor Russell, you know, so let me know, give me a, a something. Amen. But he says, he goes, he goes, although he was God, although Jesus was God, he did not consider himself equal with God. I believe that we have to, number one, one of the first points I want to give you is we have to understand position. Position. Someone say Position. He understood his position. He understood his place. Are you with me? He said, although he was God, he was in heaven. He was all God in the flesh. He says he came down. He came down to our level. Come on, somebody. I believe if we're going to fulfill the vision that God has in this house, come on, the vision of God, we've got to understand our position. Real quick, second thing he said, he came, now I understand his position, but came as a servant, a bond servant. If we're going to fulfill the vision that God's given us, amen, we're going to have to what? Serve. I'm going to say serve. We're going to have to serve. We're going to have to serve. Now, serve is not a bad thing. It's not a bad word. Come on, somebody. Serving is good. But you know, sometimes I, what, I, what I've seen over the years and what I've noticed over the years is sometimes we don't want to serve because we're not getting paid for it. Well, I'm not getting nothing else from it. Or, come on, somebody. But we have to serve. 
Again, he says that he understood his position, came down, and became, uh, excuse me, came down as a man, came down in the flesh, or he would be, came down to our level. And again, he became a servant. What is that saying? Jesus had the attitude, listen, to just serve. That's why the Bible says in, in the book of Matthew, I believe it's there, Matthew, he says that Jesus did not, did not come to be served, but to what? To what? Serve. To serve. Come on, somebody. See, I believe some of us, we just got to get that, that, that attitude. Have that attitude about us. Have that attitude about us. Come on, somebody. Where we're just, you know what? I, I, I'm not in it for recognition. I'm not in it, come on, for this or that. I'm in it just to serve. I want to be the servant that God has called me to be. Come on, somebody. I just want to serve. I just want to get lost in the things of God. Come on, somebody. Use me, God. Use my life. I want to serve. How many know there's a lot to do in the house of God? I want to serve. You say, Pastor, what do you mean serve? How, how do we serve? What do we do? You say, is there anything that can be done off you? Do you need help anywhere else? How? You want to go out there and pass out flowers? I'll go out there and pass, pass out flowers. I just want to serve. Come on, somebody. That's the type of attitude that we need to have. The attitude of a servant. I'm telling you, God filled me. God tell Jason to serve. Get back and serve. Get lost in the things of God again, Jason. Come on, somebody. Get lost in the things of God. Serve. Just serve. Amen. Just serve. Just serve. There's a scripture that comes to mind that the Bible says that Jesus told his disciples. He says, whoever wants to save his life will lose it. You know, so I mean, I want to give up, you know, I don't want to give up my time, you know, I can't give, I can't give up, you know, I can't give up certain days, I can't give up, you know, I can't give, that's what I'm trying to hold on. And, and, and that scripture says, but we try to hold on, we end up losing, but if we give ourselves, lose ourselves, we'll find, we'll have. You know what, you know what, you know what that says to me is that if you just let, let yourself get lost in God, if you just become the servant that God wants you to be, you just give it your all, come on somebody, and just get lost in God, that's how you'll find your purpose, that's how you'll find your destiny, come on, that's how you'll find your calling, come on somebody, that's how, just by getting lost, not so you get lost in things, you get lost, get lost in Jesus, and some of you lost right now, you know? Get lost, get lost, amen. And again, not only a servant, but in order to be a servant, listen, this is the third thing he says he does is humility. Humility. He, 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 he says, coming in the likeness of men and being found in the appearance of man. He humbled himself. Humility. He humbled himself. He humbled himself. I believe, listen, if we're going to fulfill the vision that God's given, it's going to take humility, amen. You know what that means in a nutshell for the second time? That doesn't mean thinking of yourself less. It just means thinking less of yourself. Jesus was our prime example. Listen, all through this, you can, you can see that he has been selfless here. And I believe we need, we need to be selfless people. Come on, the attitude of selflessness. Amen. Come on, give Jesus a good praise. Amen. Come on, we need to better than that. Give him a good praise. Hallelujah. Come on, we give Pastor Jason a hand clap tonight. Amen. And I think also to the one who gave the Lord a big hand clap tonight. Amen. I love services like this. Amen. I want you to open the Bible with me to the book of Matthew. Matthew chapter 8. And how many of you are ready for tonight? 
Oh man, I hope I'm in the right place tonight. Come on. How many of you are ready for war? Come on. How many of you are ready for what God wants in your life? Even when Pastor Jason talked about it's going to fall right in line, amen, with what the word that the Lord gave me tonight. Amen. Attitude is important. Somebody say, attitude is important. Amen. Some of us here got a good attitude. Some of us here might have a bad attitude this morning, but your attitude determines your what? Your altitude. But tonight, amen, I want to add to that. Amen. Not only is our attitude important, but I believe tonight it's time to get up. Come on, somebody. Oh, you don't hear me tonight. I believe tonight it's time to get up. I mean, you can't even be in a war and fight a war if you're sitting down. Come on, soldiers of God. you got to get up. you got to fight this good fight. I mean, you got to be a man and a woman of God that's going to soldier up, amen, and stand, amen, for the door. You don't hear me tonight, amen. Matthew chapter 8. Come on, brother Joe. Amen. Give it up for God tonight. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. I'm going to move along with this tonight, amen. I wish I had my glasses. You better pray for me tonight because I can't see very well. Hello, somebody. Amen. Anybody? Back screen. Matthew chapter 8, verse 14. And when Jesus came into Peter's house, amen, when Jesus came into our house, uh, he saw his wife's mother, amen, laid, amen, and sick of a fever. Chapter, uh, verse 15. And the Bible reads on and says, and he touched her hand, and the fever, what? The fever left her, and she arose, listen to this, and ministered to them. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you. We thank you once again, Lord, that you have gathered us here, Lord. I pray tonight, Lord, that your words, Father God, come forth. I pray tonight that they speak to your men and women. And I pray tonight, Lord, not only do they allow us to change our attitude, Lord, but also, amen, realize that it's time to stand up. Here we see, amen, Peter dealing with a great, amen, field of stuff that's going on in his life. How many of you are dealing with some stuff tonight? Be honest and say amen. Amen. Pastor Jason said he's going through some things. I'm going through some things myself. Amen. But God spoke to me and he told me, Lawrence, uh, no matter what you are going through, no matter what your family is going through, no matter through the sickness or your operation, amen, it's time to what? It's time to stand up. So all of us are going through and all of us are dealing with great things. Uh, amen. And dealing with some stuff in our lives. Amen. But listen to this. Jesus was about to, to heal the mother-in-law. Amen. But listen. Amen. But Peter, amen. All God was doing was dealing with Peter. I believe God is going to deal with us. I believe God's got to deal with you and me. Somebody say with you and me tonight. Amen. God showed him, amen. God showed him, amen. What? Amen. In the chapter before that he had to seek, he had to ask, and he had to knock. Many of us are asking God, amen, seek you. Amen. Let me knock on the door. Let me ask of you. But I believe tonight that more of us need to what? We need to stand up. We need to stand up for the vision. We need to stand up for the things of God. We need to stand up and help our pastors. We need to stand up for our families. We need to stand up for you tonight. We need to stand up for our kids. We need to stand up for our community. We need to stand up for our loved ones. We need to stand up. Enough is enough. Stop playing games. Amen. Am I in the right place tonight? Amen. Here we see God, amen, showing Peter great love. Here we see God showing, amen, the mother-in-law, amen, compassion. Here we see the grace of God. I believe God has showed us love. I believe God has showed us compassion. Amen. I thank God that he has shown us grace. 
It would be because none of us here are perfect. We all fall short of the glory of God. If you think you're perfect, amen, you, you, you done messed up this thing. Any perfect people in the house, raise your hand. I'm in the right place. Can I hear an amen? God showed us love, grace, mercy. God has given us great pastors that show us love, grace, mercy, compassion. Come on, give it up for our pastors. Amen. But here we see this woman, and she's in a certain condition, church. She's in a certain condition of her life. And I believe tonight that this is representing me and you. We all have conditions in our life. Come on, somebody. Amen. How many of you know, amen, that Jesus sees the conditions of our life? See, before all this thing took place in my life, amen, I thank God that I didn't end up in the Philippines, amen, on this last trip because, amen, who would have known if this thing would have took place way overseas? God sees the conditions in our life. Amen. Somebody tell you, never God sees the conditions of your life. He sees the certain states of our life. He sees when we're good. And I ain't talking about Santa Claus here. Amen. He sees when we're good. He sees when we're bad. He sees when we got an attitude. He sees when we're sitting. Amen. And not wanting to do nothing. Come on. Look at your neighbor. Tell him it's time to stand up. It's time to get up. Enough is enough. We need to, amen, understand this. Amen. We need to understand that Jesus sees everything, church, in our life. He sees everything. Church, he sees, like I said, when we're down, he sees us even when we were in our addiction. The Bible says when we were yet sinners, he what? He died for us. Even when we were in our mess, when we were in our do, amen, when we were even not doing well, Jesus sees us in our addiction and he loved us and he cared for us, even he died on the cross for us. He shed his pure blood. Come on, somebody, get excited. How many of you thank God for that? Then act like it. Hello, somebody. Get excited for the things of God. Get excited what's happening in the house of God. Get excited for the vision. Get excited to reach them, teach them, mend them, and send them. Come on, somebody.
Amen? But the spirit man inside of me is saying, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Oh yeah, I hurt. Oh yeah, I have pain. Oh yeah, I get bruises. Hello, Pastor Jason. Amen? It's that joke he knows what I'm talking about. But everything inside of me is telling me, Lord, you can do it. Lord, it's time to stand up. Lord, you got to help. Lord, you got to be a servant. Lord, you got to stop the attitude. Lord, you got to do it. Stand up, man of God. Stand up, man of God. Amen. This is war. Somebody say, this is war. war. Like I said in the beginning, war. you don't fight a war by sitting down when you're fighting. You fight a war by standing up. You don't fight a fight. Amen. By sitting down on your backside. Amen, Romy? You fight a war by how? By standing up. How many men of God want to stand up? Let's you stand up tonight. How many women of God in the house want to stand up? Amen. And fight with the things of God. I want you to stand up tonight. I want you right now to begin. Amen. To just praise God with everything that you
can do everything. Come on, somebody. God, amen, listen to this. Just don't want us to have an experience with him, church. He wants, amen, us to have the experience and the touch that changes our lives forever. Come on, that changes our lives forever, church. Amen or amen? Anybody here in the world love to fight? Nobody? Women don't. Yes. <laughs> Two guys in the men's home. Hello, sir. When we talk to the women, then we love to fight in the world. Women, you fight for your men. Yes. Amen. Don't get a girl mad. Hello, somebody. We love to. I was a fighter in the world, church. And I fight for any old stupid reason. I fought for the neighborhood. I fought with somebody looked at my wife. I fought with somebody said hi. And I went that switch and I just clocked them on. I fought when I had to beat up people for when even I was in my mess. Come on, somebody. Amen. It's still, we need to have that fight in us. We still need to have, amen, that knockout punch in us. Come on, somebody. Amen. I've been hit many times. Thank you, Jesus. I ain't never been knocked out. But I tell you right now, I've been knocked down. Amen. It's time to get up. If you feel like you've been knocked down, it's time to get up. It's time to rise up. It's time to stand back up and get back into this fight. Come on, somebody. Get excited. You've got to stand up. There's a lot of things that are going on. Great things in this house. Amen, Romy. I'm in here glad for that tonight. Good things are happening in this place. Great things are happening right now. Amen. And once again, it's what? It's wartime. Because the enemy is upset. Amen. Listen to this, church. The word says that the fever left her and that she got up, church. Listen to this. She wasn't told by Jesus to get up. Amen. And I want to I touch on this. She made a choice. <clears throat> we got to make a choice, church. You and I need to make a choice. And I believe that starts today. We need to make a choice. Come on, somebody. We shouldn't have to be told or asked. Come on, somebody. When Jesus touches our life, he has given us a choice, amen, to stand up and to do what he has called us to do. So I believe tonight, amen, that we need to what? We need to make a choice. Amen. She was moved by his compassion. We should be moved by his compassion. She immediately, church, reacted to that touch and she got up, come on somebody, from that place that she was once at. Wow. You have to make a choice, church, when God speaks to you. Amen. Today I came in a little tired. Anybody feel a little tired tonight? Oh, but Lord Jesus, I made that choice, but I heard my pastor. Come on, somebody. Amen. There is some war going on. I am not going to sit down. I am going to stand up. I'm going to get up and do more. Come on, somebody. For the house of God. For the man of God. I'm going to serve God. And I'm going to do what God has called me to do. No matter what condition I'm in. No matter how my natural body is feeding Come on, somebody. Amen. I, I, want to, I want to minister tonight. Amen. Listen to this. Don't you ever think, amen, that sickness only happens, amen, 
to those that are sitting. The enemy will attack each and every one of us. Come on, somebody. And if he's attacking you, then hello, somebody. I don't know. You're doing something wrong. Amen or on me? Are we okay in the house of God? I don't want to lose you tonight. Amen or on me? I don't want to with my time. My time is coming up. Amen. So I want to ask you. Amen. And I'm going to close with this. Don't be the one that is touched by God and never Get up. Hello. Don't be the one tonight as we stand at our feet and we close tonight. As we get the praise team. Don't be that one that has been touched by God. And don't get up. Amen. I want every person, amen, to stand at their feet tonight. Amen. And I want you right now, amen, to raise your hands. Come on, somebody. Amen. I want you right now to begin. Amen. Just pray to God right now. Right now. Just begin to pray to God. Amen. Just remember all those things that God has done so far. I know God has done a lot for a lot of us here in this place. I know God has touched a lot of lives, a lot of people, a lot of families. Amen. I know God has poured into us like our pastors have poured into us. Amen. I want you right now to bring it to remembrance. Because sometimes, amen, we get absent-minded, amen, and we begin to forget, hallelujah, those things that God has brought us from, those things that, amen, uh, our pastor has ministered to us and, and amen, and helped us, amen, along those ways uh, and those bumpy roads and rough patches that, that we go through, hallelujah. Amen. I want you right now to seriously, seriously begin to see God right there where you're at. Because the choice is yours, church. Amen. And I believe that it starts right here, right now, church. Don't be the one that has been touched by God. Amen. And don't get up. Hallelujah. Begin to speak in your heavenly language as our praise team begins to. Amen. Just continue to worship right now. Come on, somebody. There's something about that worship. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Amen. Pray right now. Begin to pray, pray, pray. As a praise team begins, amen. To do their thing. Hallelujah. Come on, church, amen. Begin to pray, come on. Begin to be serious about this thing. Because the enemy is serious about taking you out tonight. Amen. This 